Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. After my most recent videos on Father Malachi Martin, I received a lot of questions from viewers about where to start with his writings. He wrote a lot of books, and if you simply want to know what he had to say about the crisis in the church, and to get a little insight into his character while doing so, you can safely keep his writings to about five books. Although here I include seven, really. I'll also include here some recommendations for his interviews, because it strikes me that most of you watching this will be familiar predominantly with his Art Bell interviews, which are often, well, a little odd, especially when Mr. Bell brought on other guests to interact with Malachi Martin. Those other guests were quite often practitioners of bizarre things that are condemned by the church and in uh, during the age of Christendom would have been considered like dark arts, to be honest with you. But let's remember why people read Malachi Martin in the first place. The church is in a state of crisis and has been for decades. As Cardinal Burke said recently, we've returned to the chaotic years of the 1970s. The church is under attack by Satan and has been for quite a long time, much longer than we typically think. Malachi Martin spent his life writing about that subversion of the church by Satan. Here's a clip I have for you of Malachi Martin explaining how Satan was bound for a thousand years and then loosed, relatively recently. Now, Lucifer, we know too from the church, was given a certain amount of liberty in the beginning until Christ came. And once Christ died on the cross, he was bound in chains. And the church was given a thousand years, it was said, in which to flourish. We got that thousand years. And according to all, what, all, all, all of the fathers, what they teach, and, and the revelations which the church has declared as authentic, that thousand years expired about the 1700s or 1800s. And we now are in a moment when Satan was loosed, and again the voice of revelation and the voice of tradition and the voice of the teachers and the church and the saints and the pope comes in and say, but his loosing was only for 100 years and that, that freedom of his is coming to an end in our day in the 1990s. So we have been subject, therefore, to uh, Lucifer's, uh, Lucifer's raging freedom to recoup what we lost. Because remember, in that thousand years between, say, the year 400 and the year 1400, Christianity spread. Whole peoples were converted. Whole of Europe was. And when they got to Mexico, they converted eight million in two years. Remember, they, it was astounding. And Christianity did spread. And even today, Christianity is the biggest religion going. And the Catholic Church is 18% of the human race. It's almost one billion. So uh, he lost an awful lot. Um, a point about that, which we must always remark on, is this. It's, it is dogmatic that not everybody will be saved. There is a destined group whom God has foreseen will cooperate with him and will be saved. But it's, a, it's not a majority of people, and it's not all the people, which is a, an era people are pushing nowadays. In other words, so the thousand years probably raked in those souls that were to, to, to be saved and would cooperate, and the remnant then has struggled since the 1700s until today. And I, I think that if one looks, and we may in these talks, in these tapes, we may touch on the evidence we now have that Satan is having his last stand. This is his Waterloo. Destroy much. Scorched earth policy. Destroy as much as he can before he finally is shoved out as the abyss again, chained by Michael. And then the reign of Our Lady and uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus will take place. 
That clip came from an interview with Bernard Jansen. He sent me the book versions of those interviews, which you can get a copy of by purchasing them from Triumph Communications directly. And no, I'm not getting paid a single penny to tell you that. I'll put a link to Triumph Communications in the show notes, and the post to that I'll put in the pinned comment if you're watching this on YouTube. When you read Malachi Martin's writings, it's important to have that context behind everything you see him saying in his books, at least the books on the crisis in the church. But what books of his should you read, and in what order? Now, as a general rule, anything he wrote before his landmark book, Hostage to the Devil, should be avoided. He was a much more typical Jesuit in those days, and his writings at that time very much reflect the zeitgeist of the 1970s Jesuits. They're modernist and promote an experienced and feelings-based faith, rather than an objective faith. The supernatural is gone from it. Writing Hostage to the Devil really transformed him in a fundamental way. So here is five essential books that you should read of Malachi Martin's when attempting to understand the crisis in the church and Malachi Martin as a person. First, to understand Malachi Martin on a human level, begin with Hostage to the Devil. It's also his hardest book to read, according to some people, and some have said to avoid it altogether if you can't handle overtly demonic subjects. That book is a work of pure nonfiction. The book was first researched as an attempt to debunk what the church has always said about the reality of exorcisms. That was Malachi Martin's intended purpose when he sat down to write the book, but in order to write it, he had to witness firsthand several exorcisms, and he was then confronted face-to-face by the reality of the demonic, and as a consequence experienced a radical interior conversion, and started on the road to becoming the Malachi Martin that we know today. The book covers a handful of real exorcisms that he witnessed and participated in, and it does so in a graphic detail. I so Honestly, I hope Hollywood never gets their hands on that book because it, would, it wouldn't be good. It isn't for the faint of heart, though, so it could be skipped, but it does provide essential insight into his character. Now, the second and third books I'd recommend are palate cleansers after Hostage to the Devil and are relatively recent publications. The first is a book called A Priest and His Dog, A Tale of Tati, and the second is In Search of Catholicity, Malachi Martin Responds to Wolfgang Smith. Both are relatively unknown to most, with the first left unpublished for 20 years after his death. It's a cute account of his dog. <laughs> and the second is a publication of, of a collection of his correspondence with a scientist whom Martin had had a private debate with late in his life, leading to the conversion of the scientist. Both are relatively light reading of very different kinds, and after Hostage the Devil, you'll want to read at least one of them. Both books cast into some serious doubts, anything his detractors say about him and his character, because as I will discuss with a guest hopefully in the coming weeks or months, he had sustained a concerted attack, and those attacks were designed to destroy his character and to make you not trust anything he says. They're designed to discredit him and have no basis in reality. Speaking of that, there's also a book in the works by an author I've been speaking about that I can't get into too many details about here just yet. It's supposed to get published sometime in the next year, year and a half or so. That should utterly and totally destroy the allegations against his character. But again, I can't divulge details here. But I plan to have a conversation on YouTube or Rumble with the author to help promote their book at that time, if not sooner, actually, so watch for that. And as for the crisis in the church, though, most people make the mistake of starting, when trying to really grasp what he has to say about the crisis, they make the mistake of starting with Windswept House. And while the book does make this list, I suggest a different approach. 
begin with the novel Vatican, which is written in the same style as Windswept House, but focuses on events starting in World War II, really, and leading into the 1980s, with some references to events in the late 19th century as well. His timeline does get a bit rocky in the 1980s when he attempts to project into the future past the novel's publication date. But Vatican provides critical background on the crisis in the church that Windswept House does not. And many of the details in that book will be so familiar, you would think I, you were reading Vatican news articles from now. Vatican details the rise and fall of popes. The curious case of John Paul I, which in Vatican is presented differently than he does in his book The Jesuits, while also touching on financial corruption, the uh, organized breakers of the law, and of course, Vatican II and the consequences of that council. After that, read the Jesuits. Famously, in one interview, the author told his audience that he could have named the book The Religious Orders and not changed anything of substance in it because what happened to the Jesuits happened to pretty much all the religious orders in that era. This book is the reason you see the nasty things circulating online about Malachi Mart. I am convinced that he suffered the attempts on his character that he did because he wrote that book in particular. And I know for a fact that I'm not the only one who feels that way either. I have personal correspondence from a relative of his warning him not to publish that book because of what the Jesuits would do to him if he did. And his response is that he had to publish it. It was his duty, he said, in that correspondence to publish it and to expose what he knew happened to the Society of Jesus. And that relative was right, by the way. After he published the book, the accusations came in a tidal wave. If you want to know how and why the Jesuits have an iron grip on the papacy and on the Roman Curia, this is the book for you. And if you want me to, to publish those letters, let me know in the comments, please. Now, if you suspect that the Jesuits are the ones behind the, the Lavender Club in Rome and keeping Benedict XVI essentially locked away and rendered mostly harmless during his papacy, this is the book for you. Next, read Windswept House. It takes place mostly in the 1980s and 1990s, and more or less picks up where Vatican left off, except for the ending of the novel Vatican, of course. Not a lot needs to be said about Windswept House, since it is the most widely read of Father Martin's books by a long shot. Now, it should be noted that the infamous satanic ritual scene in the book is very, very hard to read, and is purposely very graphic, and honestly can be skimmed over if you need to. You'll get the gist of what's going on. The rest of the book is about the geopolitics that are the consequence of it. It reads like a roadmap for the reign of Francis. The plot focuses on a scheme to link the Vatican and the EU together with our uh, glorious and super happy fun time rulers, including some who will remain unnamed in this video. The novel is mostly geopolitical in nature, with JP2 caught up in the, in the sort of the middle of all of their schemes. The novel was itself a challenge to John Paul II at the time, one that was never responded to, unfortunately. Now, finally, an overlooked book by Malachi Martin is The Decline and Fall of the Roman Catholic Church. This book is sort of a history book which shows the transformation that took place in the papacy as the relationship between temporal power and spiritual authority was worked out th uh, throughout the years, really, and throughout the centuries. It's a fascinating detail of history of the changing nature of the election of the Roman pontiff, including how many were appointed by kings or their predecessors, and the intrigue that naturally comes with all of that. Up until the invention of the conclave, anyway. The popes are not and have never been impeccable, but their spiritual authority in matters of faith and morals is guaranteed by the words of Christ himself. That is something to remember.
Now, much of that book, The Rise and Fall of the Roman Catholic Church, is spent reviewing the many scandals and intrigues of the popes who often acted in a manner more befitting a petty despot than the spiritual authority of the one true faith. Malachi Martin's thesis is that the church exists in a state of steady decline, brought about by a defection from its true principles and an abandonment of spiritual authority for temporal power. When read in the context of the other works of his, at that time, it is a must. Now, again, those are the books I consider essential for Malachi Martin to understand really his thesis, and I'm certain others would include some other books of his in this list. For added material, you could rent on YouTube the film Hostage to the Devil, which is not a film adaptation of the book by the same name, but a sort of documentary on the subject that focuses on Malachi Martin. It's only a few dollars and can be easily found on YouTube. And again, I'm not getting paid to tell you about that one either. But though the film is not free, and to my knowledge is only available for rent on YouTube. But those seven books or so should keep any reader who's been looking for the essential writings of Malachi Martin busy for at least a few weeks. Most of them can be found on Amazon or eBay used. And don't forget to check independent online booksellers like Abe Books or Thrift Books Online if you don't like the big corporate sellers. And remember, you can buy those interviews from Bernard Jansen in either print form or on disc from Triumph Communications. Link in the pinned comment. And again, I'm not making a penny telling you about those either. I just think they're that important that you should know about them and have those in your library if you really want to understand the crisis of the church. But let me know what you think of all of this. I didn't include works of his like Keys of This Blood because it's a pretty complicated book that within a couple of years of writing it, he no longer held to the same of the, some of the theses in it. His attitude about John Paul II changed rather dramatically by the time he wrote Windswept House. But what other works of his would you recommend? Let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media. That helps too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.